Jesus in the everyday me and you. The good news and shoes. This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Tune in every Saturday morning at 8.30 a.m. for Lifeline with your host, Bob Allen. Lifeline is a live program of inspirational teaching and your calls for prayer. That's Lifeline every Saturday morning at 8.30 a.m. on the Good News Station, WCNO. Are you tired of trying to rid your home of ants, roaches, and spiders? Have rodents invaded your attic? Are you frustrated paying for service that never really seems to work? Bug Off Pest Control is there to help. After all, whose house is it anyway? With Bug Off, bugs can run, but they can't hide. David and Esther Lunder of Bug Off Pest Control believe in the ministry of WCNO. Licensed and insured, serving Martin and St. Lucie counties. Bug Off Pest Control, a corporate underwriter of WCNO, available at 343-1177. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. How I many know oh, God does not sit up in heaven when we mess up and decide right then at that moment if he's going to forgive us? They just did that again. <sighs> Should I forgive them again? I mean, that's not what God's doing, amen? He doesn't sit up there and go, well, I don't know if I should forgive them again. They keep doing the same thing. What do you think, Holy Spirit? Give me some feedback, Jesus. Okay, we're going to forgive him this time. But I'm really getting tired of this. They've been in that same dysfunction for years. When is it going to stop? Well, and I don't know about her. I'm going to have to think about that a little bit more. How many know God does not do that? He's not doing that, ladies and gentlemen. The Bible says that the will of God is that none should perish. None should perish. God has already decided about you. He's already made a decision about you. He decided about you in Jesus. When Jesus was on the cross, bearing my sins and bearing your sins, God the Father decided about me right then. He made a decision about me right then. And He made a decision about you right then. When Jesus was on the cross, God made His mind up about you. And God is not an Indian giver. He does not give you salvation and then take it away. He does not give you blessing and take it away based on your performance. Now I know there's a lot of churches that teach that. They are in error, ladies and gentlemen. That is not scriptural. God made his mind up about you 2,000 years ago on the cross. And he said, I will make a sacrifice for you for all of eternity. Amen. He's already decided about you and I. 
Why? Because it's the will of God that none should perish, that every man should come to repentance. God is not deciding about me. He's already decided about me. And every person he sees through the blood of Jesus, he has already decided about. You've been covered by the blood. You've overcome by the blood. His blood. Amen. Amen. So the devil cannot accuse me anymore. The devil cannot accuse you anymore. So who does he accuse me to? He accuses me to myself. He accuses me to myself. And not just the devil accuses me to myself. But he uses people in, that are operating in the soulless realm of their lives to accuse me. And he uses my feelings and my emotions to accuse others. And we become vessels and instruments of the devil to destroy each other's lives. And all the while we're saved. Now that's some dysfunction. Come on, am I helping anybody today? Amen. Don't you think it's kind of weird when we accuse each other? And we do it in absolutes. <laughs> Especially husbands and wives. We are horrible to each other sometimes, ain't we? And we, and, and we say things like, You always. You never. I don't care what it is. Well, I mean, we just absolute. I mean, it could be anything. You never put the toilet seat down. Hmm? You never take the trash out. And I know that's not true because I took it out at least four times last year. Come on, help me, guys. That stuff is nasty. It stinks. Hmm? You always watch what you want to watch on TV. You never spend time with me. But, but, we just said McDonald's eating a McRib yesterday. McRib. That does not count. <laughs> but it was a McRib. They only come around for two months out of the year. You almost have to eat two of them. You remember the other day when you did that? What? You don't even want to say because you know you did like 10 things. You're trying to find out which one they know about. Huh? Oh, Jesus. And we accuse each other. And the enemy of our soul sits on our shoulder and he accuses us to ourselves. And then I got the enemy on my shoulder, and Kim got the enemy on her shoulder, and we're accusing each other, and he's accusing each of us to ourselves. The next thing you know, we're crying because we feel so horrible. You never! From anger to tears. You always! Come on, how many know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. Uh, this truth church is too real for me. Hmm? And what he does is he tries to get us off believing that we really are the chosen of the Lord. See, he wants to get us to believe that we're not chosen. And he gets us working against each other because we're operating in our emotions. 
He wants us to destroy our lives. He wants us to destroy our marriages. He wants us to destroy our kids. He wants us to destroy our families. And he wants us to believe that we're not chosen. And when he does that, he squishes our faith. Pretty soon we're just agreeing with the devil and everything he says. And we're not agreeing with the Lord anymore. Hmm? Come on now. How many of you know this morning you are the redeemed of the Lord? You are blessed. You are chosen. You are favored. But we don't always live that way because we're believing all the crap that we hear all the time, ain't we? Huh? You really are seated. Listen, you really are seated in heavenly places. We have a hard time believing that. Amen. And we really are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And we really can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength to do them. And we really are more than a conqueror. We really are. Amen. And there really is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. That's the truth. Nothing can separate you from his love. Neither height nor death, nor angels, nor things present, nor things to come, nor tribulation, nor peril, nor anything can separate me from the love of God. Because I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. That's really the truth. But I don't always live that way. I believe the other stuff. Come on, somebody. And he'll sit on my shoulder and he'll talk to me and he'll keep saying to me, you are not that. Remember when you said that? Remember when you did that? Huh? At that point, we've got to learn to stand up and say, you know what, devil? You know what? I might have done it. I probably did do it. Because I know me. I can do stuff. Hmm? I'm very capable. But you know what? I've got my sins on the blood of Jesus and I've been chosen by God. It makes no difference what you say. The Lord chose me and you need to shut up. Just shut your mouth. Leave me alone. Leave my wife alone. Leave my kids alone. Leave my family alone. And stop using people to run their mouth. And stop getting on my shoulder and telling me what you think I am. I'm the chosen of the Lord. Come on, somebody shout, I'm chosen. The second thing he did is this. After he said, shut your mouth, devil, he said this. He said, he is mine. He's mine. He said, this brand has been plucked from the fire. In other words, I know he was on his way to hell, but I plucked him out. You're right, devil. He was a mess, but I plucked him out. I chose him and I plucked him out. And watch this. He said to one of the servants, go get a new robe and a covering. Go get a new robe and a covering. I don't think we understand the significance of of that sometimes. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, what God said was this. I see the mess in his life. I see all the marks of failure in his life. And watch this. He didn't say just go get any robes. He said go get rich robes. Get the good ones. Get the royal robes. The rich robes. It really doesn't even really mean rich. In Hebrew, it literally means go get the king's garments. Go to my wardrobe closet and get one of my wardrobe, get one of my robes, one of my royal robes. This boy is a mess, and I'm fixing to cover him. I'm fixing to put a kingly garment on him. Somebody say, I got to change my my perspective. And the second thing you got to do is change your clothes. Come on now. Touch somebody and say, i got to change my clothes. See, because he was wearing the clothes of failure. 
He was wearing the clothes of disappointment. He was wearing the clothes of shame. He was wearing the clothes of guilt. Come on, there's nothing worse than putting your best foot forward in something and then experiencing tremendous failure. When you've given it all you've got and you've laid your heart out there and you've laid your, your, you've bore your soul and you think you've given it your best effort to have it all end up in failure. Can anybody identify with what I'm talking about this morning? He said, go to my closet, get my clothes, get my king's robes and put them on him, put them on her. Cover her up. Cover him up so that nobody can see what they used to be. It's interesting to me that the heart of the Father is to cover us and to protect us. But we in our good Christian nature are always trying to expose each other. Wag our finger. You did that. But the heart of the Father is come here. Let me cover you. Let me put my robe on you so that nobody sees your mess anymore. When they see you, I want them to see me. No matter what you've done. No matter what you've been through. Hmm? So that when they see us, they just see the king's garments. They see the king's wardrobe on us. Come on, somebody. How many know when you're wearing the king's clothes, people recognize that you're an heir to the king? When you got a seal on you, people recognize that you, that you belong to his family. People recognize that you are qualified for anything in the kingdom. Doesn't matter what you've done, you're qualified for anything in the kingdom. You got the king's garments on, amen? You're wearing the royal robes of the king. You've been marked as part of his family. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I come to tell somebody this morning that you are clothed in royal robes of the king. And they are called the robes of righteousness. Not your righteousness, his righteousness. You have been clothed in the righteousness of God because of Christ Jesus. Come on, that's a good place to shout right there.